0: You are locked on magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 22nd, 2017. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming at you today on a Friday, our last episode. Before the holiday, so I'll be sure to wish you a, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays here at the end. But today we're going to do a complete preview of the Orlando Magic's, Magics game against the New Orleans Pelicans. I joined our good pal Preston Ellis of the Bird Rights Podcast uh, to preview today's game uh, against the Pelicans. And we got into a lot of really good discussion about the Magic. So I think it's a it's a good point to just kind of take a little reset, uh, get some outsider, outsider questions on the Magic and give it a listen. So be sure... To, to to listen to stay tuned here, but be sure to give the Bird Rights podcast a listen if you're looking for more information on the New Orleans Pelicans. He did a big podcast with several Orlando Magic people so, and, and different perspectives on them, so give them a listen as well. And of course, you can find the Locked Magic podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. So let's get right to it and hear from the Bird Rights podcast.
2: All right, last but certainly not least, we welcome on our friend and our third-time guest. How about that? Site expert and editor of Orlando Magic Daily, as well as host to Locked on Magic. You're a busy guy, Philip Rossman-Reich.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm always busy trying to find something to talk about with this team.
2: I know. Uh, I was just talking to my buddy uh, Will from Orlando Pinstriped uh, earlier about some of the ups and downs that you guys have are experiencing. And it's it's incredible how uh, close in common they are to the struggles of the Pelicans. And what I'm talking about primarily is effort. Before I get to that, uh, don't forget, you guys, you can follow him at Philip RR underscore OMD and at Orlando magic daily.com and make sure you subscribe to locked on magic. You can get a great idea of what to expect on Friday by listening to this guy. And one of the articles you wrote, uh, coinciding with what I was talking about, about effort being a problem for both of our franchises is something called Orlando magic lacking fight and everyone knows it. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about what you wrote? Yeah. I mean,
1: for, for the last God, um, you know, really since the last time the magic played the Pelicans, uh, the season has gone completely South. Um, if, uh, I'm sure it's been covered early, uh, with, with some of your earlier guests, but uh, the magic, the magic, I think we're sitting at six and two or after they are, they were five and two after they left new Orleans, I believe. And, and we're riding pretty high and everyone was beginning to think, Oh, this, this magic team might be for real. Um, They might be making a playoff run. Well, really since they, they played Memphis the next night of since that Memphis game, they have gone on a tailspin Um, a couple of games later, they, they've lost 17 of their last 20 games. And while injuries have been an issue for the team throughout the year, um, Alfred Payton has been out for extended periods of time for this team. DJ Augustin was out. Jonathan Isaacs missed a lot of time. Aaron Gordon's missed some time. Terrence Ross is out. Evan Fournier is still out. Um, While there's definitely been some injuries that, that this team couldn't afford to have, there's also been an issue of effort. And this is something that's kind of been simmering beneath the surface for the last two years. Um, that that the team just just doesn't have, doesn't always bring the consistent energy and effort that they need to a game. And, and I don't like using those kind of intangible uh, you know, words that you can't really describe or can't really uh put it put a number to almost. But last night against the Chicago Bulls, the Magic are down all their guys um that they've been down for the last two weeks essentially. And yet Chicago comes out 12-0 run off the bat. Orlando finds a way to fight their way back into it. Chicago burns off six points before the end of the quarter magic inch back to within six bulls pull pull off five points before the end of the half. They go up by 11 and, and then it's never a game. There's never a run that comes. And so it's been a consistent pattern throughout the season where the magic kind of take a punch and, and aren't able to fight back or they, they kind of don't come out with the right energy that they need off the bat. And you know, when you're down so many guys and then, you know, uh, no offense, but the Pelicans have had their issues with injuries. When you're down so many players with injury, the one thing that can never be in question is your fight and your willingness to, to get into the battle. You have to be, you have to, uh, I think Frank Vogel said it really well after the game in order to win right now, the magic need to play above their station. Those, those were his words to play above their station. And to do that, Effort can never be a question. You've got to be on your toes and and no one's expecting this magic team to win every game that they're playing right now with all the injuries they've got. But at the very least, they've got to be willing to get into the fight and and, and give themselves a chance and be on the front foot from the very beginning and to play with not reckless abandon, but to to play with some urgency and desperation. And that's really what the magic have been lacking for most of this losing streak. And at a certain point, it's got to be enough for these guys or, you know, you know, there's some serious problems and and I think you know after 2 years of of games where we're constantly asking this question it's beginning to feel like it's enough enough of it
2: Yeah, something similar we were talking about with DeMarcus Cousins earlier in the podcast. Uh, It's the guys come out every night and they talk about wanting to win and they talk about effort. And then after the game, like clockwork, Nikola Vucevic says the guys didn't come out or they come out flat. And uh, you look at the numbers and it reflects them. Something that we spoke uh, with Jamel McMillan, our assistant head coach to the Pelicans about, was that defense doesn't get you paid. And the numbers surely reflect that for the Orlando Magic. In the first, second, and third quarters, the Orlando magic is the worst defense in the nBA It's only in the fourth quarter when when they decide uh that it's time to to tighten down the hashes I guess you would say are the magic a team that that plays a bit harder in the fourth quarter defensively or, or is this just a reflection of garbage time minutes?
1: I think some of it is a reflection of garbage time minutes um I think that that Orlando has definitely i think definitely when the game is close the defense ramps up a little bit and and they show plenty of capability defensively i think um especially in fourth quarters frank Vogel will will tighten his rotation a little bit more and put out lineups that that tend to be more defensive um relying a little bit more on veterans so you'll see less of your weso Wundus, your jamel artises now um you know even some of less of your mario hazonia they'll he'll play lineups with dj augustin shelvin mack and Alfred payton which despite being small and 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 not being great at shooting um that lineup has actually been kind of effective defensively um and 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 especially of late Nikola Vucevic has been has been playing probably some of his best defense of of his of his career at least certainly of the season um at the very least but you know the margin the margin of error for this team is very very small and Um, you know, you can't give up three quarters of bad defense and expect to be able to compete or win games with, with, again, with all the guys, the magic are out right now. And, you know, knowing that margin for error is small, you know, the point that I keep coming back to is, you know, why are smart basketball people? I mean, I I like to think I'm a smart basketball person, but uh, you know, I'm probably not, not, you know, at, I'm probably in a, you know, middle school level, not, not a high, not a high school or, or college level, like some, like, like some other people, but, Um, if it's easy for everyone to tell, like, we know you have an extra gear. Why aren't you going to it? Uh, Why aren't you going to it consistently? That's a problem for a team that, that, that needs every ounce they can squeeze out of itself.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time
2: New Orleans Pelicans are not good at defending a team that is capable offensively uh, tends to give us a lot of trouble as we're 29th in the league right now offensively we're ranked fifth but a player that I want to bring up somebody who you mentioned did not play in the first encounter Alfred Payton he seemingly has improved if you look at the box scores the numbers he's shooting 50 percent from the field up to 36 percent from three albeit on only two shots a game and he's got something to the tune of a uh, six assists and four rebounds per game. But the question that I want to pose for you as somebody who actually watches game in and get game out. Is he still posting a pretty heavy minus uh, of four minus per game? And if you're into the whole uh, positive minus statistic, is he actually helping the Orlando Magic being in that starting lineup? We, we talked about with the Pelicans, somebody like Solomon Hill being a plus defender and improving the overall s- defensive statistics of the Pelicans. But on offense, he's such a zero statistically that, that does he actually help your lineup? Does Alfred Payton make the Orlando Magic a better player starting at their one position?
1: Uh, I'm going to give you the lawyer answer. It, it, dep- it depends. But uh, I'm, honestly, the answer is I don't know. Um, and I think that is probably telling in and of itself that that you just can't put your finger on what Alfred Payton does. Um, certainly not having Evan Fournier in the lineup, having a lineup that is really devoid of shooters. I mean, I think of the Magic starting lineup, assuming Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier are out again on Friday, the Magic are probably going to start uh, Alfred Payton, Wessa Wendu, Jonathan Simmons, Mario Azonia, Nikola Vucevic. Of that lineup, Nikola Vucevic is probably the best three-point shooter at around 33% shooting. Mario Zonia, it, he's shot a lot better of late, um, but he's you know a, a sub thirty five percent shooter too, and, and everyone else you know you're not you know, you're not even considering them as three point shooters. Simmons maybe a little bit more than others, but um, it, it's it's a tough lineup for Alfred Payton to get himself going in because this because there's no space. Defenses know to pack the paint against this team and just kind of force them to hang around the perimeter and and, and hoist mid range jumpers essentially, and, and it, that's been an effective strategy for a lot of teams um, this year. Defensively, Alfred Payton is is definitely a weak link as the head of the snake as, as the point guard. Um, defensively, he he's really continued to struggle. I'm, I'm sure you saw the Zach Lowe article that came out earlier today where he he noted Alfred Payton's poor defensive awareness and and his his you know kind of more willingness to to try and ball watch and get steals a little bit too much. Um, but it, it you know when Alfred Payton is really good, he is still really really good. Um, we saw a flash of that in the second quarter against the Bulls when the Magic. Uh, came back and and made it a game. But as quickly as it comes, it disappears for him. And, you know, it's a big year for Alfred Payton, obviously, and and there's just a gr- growing sense that everyone's kind of had it with him. Like, like when are you going to just kind of, when are you going to take this, this leap that we saw you take last year when you put up all those numbers? When are you going to take that leap? When are you going to be the point guard this team needs, uh, especially during this losing streak? Uh, and, And right now he hasn't been answering the bell and it's been, it's been frustrating and disappointing because there's a lot of moments where you're just like, Oh, Alfred Payton's out there. The only thing you notice about him is his hair. I mean, he's not doing, he's not doing much with the ball in his hands.
2: It's like looking at a Mayor of the Pelicans uh, and our fan base have the same conversations with ourselves every day. When are we going to put it all together? When are we going to see consistent effort? When are we going to see the Pelicans of the first quarter in the fourth quarter in the second and third quarters? Uh, although that that is makeshift. One game will have a 20-point advantage in the first quarter like we did against the Golden State Warriors. And then against the Wizards, we were down by 17 at the end of the first quarter. So it, it truly is a roller coaster ride for us as well. One thing that I do want our listeners to know about on your behalf is, obviously, we've talked about Hazo uh, and Wesley Uwundu and uh, what their starting minutes is going to mean in this matchup. Some stuff that we haven't talked about is the new addition, Adrian Payne. Um, Jonathan Isaac hopefully is going to play. And he actually, his length and his speed actually gave Anthony Davis a lot of trouble in the first matchup, just being able to put his hands high enough for, uh, to, I don't know, just get Anthony Davis off his mark. And then you've got guys like Shelvin Mack, DJ Augustin was a problem, and then mystery guy, uh, four years, seventy million dollar man or whatever that contract is. Bismack Biyombo only playing ten minutes in the last matchup against the Bulls. This guy has really fallen off a cliff in terms of minutes being played. What can we expect from your rotational guys? And will there be an Aaron Flalo sighting?
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely 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 interesting. I mean, I think the Magic rotation is still. Is still very much in flux. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's it could be different. I mean, if you remember from that first New Orleans game, Marie Spates went off and and really won the. And I, I wouldn't say won that game for the Magic, but was a big contributor to winning that game for the Magic. Um, so I think that I think that we'll that 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 we might. You know, although Spates is shooting some ungodly percentage from beyond the arc in December, um, he's like three for twenty two or something like that. Um, I, I think that. Um, I think that it might. It's possible with the with the big lineup that the that the Pelicans use that we might see Maurice Spates a little bit more. Um, we might see him in lineups with Bismack Biombo and and Biombo. Biombo kind of like uh, what, what you said um, with 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 Solomon Hill. He gives you a lot defensively, or at least comparatively, gives you a lot defensively. Um, but he tanks the offense for this team. Uh, so it it you know the Magic are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place with a lot of these decisions. The one thing we do know about Frank Vogel is he will go with a 10 man rotation as as much as magic fans have been calling for him to stagger lineups and go to a 9 man rotation make sure there's a starter on the court at all times he is stuck pretty fervently to playing 10 guys every single night um we'll, we'll see Aaron Aflalo play i can almost guarantee you that um, Jonathan Isaac if he's healthy he'll, he he'll play about 20 25 minutes depending on what his minute restriction is um you know he kind of jammed his his ankle this the ankle that he sprained uh, in in Wednesday's game against the Bulls, so it's not clear if he's going to play yet. Um, you know, John Hammond was on the radio earlier today and seemed pretty optimistic that his his timeout won't be too long, but it's unclear if he's going to play on on uh, on Friday quite yet. Um, so it, it's it the Magic right now are just kind of jumbling lineups, trying to find something that works. Um, you know, Frank Vogel is is very kind of hesitant to change his rotations; he kind of gives it a little bit t- of time to breathe. Which has frustrated Magic fans to no end, and, and I think it's warranted because there's been some questionable lineups that clearly do not work. Um, but Orlando is just kind of trying to hold the boat steady and, and give and give themselves as much of a chance as they can, and it's it's been it's been a tough
2: thing to do. Yeah, they're deep into the hardship exception, which the Pelicans were earlier this year and would still be if they had any cap space left uh, available. They're they're right up against the dead cap. So there's no space for them to move. But the Magic do have some bodies in artists and pain who are going to see some time. So uh, a, a lot of uh, people that the Pelicans might not recognize. But like you said, Maurice Spates, I definitely think we're going to get a, a shot out of him on Friday. Just the 18 points he he scored in the in the last encounter. Boogie was giving him that shot all day and he was hitting it. You You'd have to think if he's going to come back to life, it's going to be on Friday night, right?
1: Yeah. If, if he's going to come back to life, it's, it's going to be that night. This is a matchup that, that seems tailor made for him. He doesn't have to go out and guard a stretch four, which he struggled with a lot. Uh, He, he, he can, he can play, kind of play the floor spacer and still get respect in the post. Um, This is a game that, that seems tailor made for, for Maurice Spates to get some minutes again. He's a guy that I think Vogel trusts. I think they understand his limitations um, the, the, the issue with Murray Spates is when he's not hitting shots, he's completely useless. Um, no, I mean, I say that, I say that with as much, much honesty and love for Murray space as I can, but he is tough to play out there when he is not hitting shots. Um, and right now he's not hitting shots.
2: Yeah, this might be his uh, last rodeo if he's not able to turn things around quickly. Uh, That's pretty much going to do it. Before I let you go and we get some predictions out of you, uh, I just want to go to three-point shooting. And obviously, it's difficult to assess this because when you guys were lighting the the hardwood on fire, you did have a lot of these guys like Fournier and Gordon shooting over 50 and 60% respectively. But the other night, you guys shot five of 27, a dreadful 18%. You have dropped all the way to the, the middle of the NBA. You're at 15th after leading the NBA early in the season. Season. Is there any chance that you guys are going to kill us in the three-point game? Because the Pelicans are very poor at defending it.
1: There's always a chance. I mean, it, I, I think Frank Vogel has said on several occasions that he likes the looks they're getting. And he wants his team to take open looks. The, the problem is the Magic don't have their best three-point shooters out, out there right now. Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon are probably the three best three-point shooters on the team. So Orlando's down some pretty big players. And so, you know, it's, there's a big difference when Jonathan Simmons is shooting a three rather than Evan Fournier. And, and and so that's a pretty big downgrade. I mean, we all expected Orlando to come back down to earth with their three-point shooting. Um, it, but this lineup particularly just doesn't have the shooting. They they just don't have the shooting. And and I can't blame teams for not respecting it. And I can't blame teams for st- making sure everyone has a foot in the paint and clogging the up to make it really tough for this offense to work and, and and for Orlando to win any game right now, they've got to play with a ton of energy on defense. They got to be pesky and they got to get out in transition and create mismatches. That's, that's when they've had their, that's when they've experienced their best offense in the stretch and that's, that's how they have to win games right now, and, and I think right now, that's, that's the part that's been falling woefully short.
2: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, go deeper into that. To beat the Pelicans, obviously, any kind of team that puts energy together for 48 minutes frustrates players like DeMarcus Cousins. Anthony Davis and DeMarcus are both prone to taking lapses and energy, taking plays off, kind of standing around. A team that is willing to to fight for every inch will give them a lot of trouble. We saw that uh, just three weeks ago against the Sacramento Kings. Give us the recipe for an Orlando Magic victory. Who are your heroes? Obviously, Vucevic plays a role. But who are some some unspoken heroes, some guys at the Pelicans fans might not uh, expect and might might cause a, a little remote controller throwing at the television.
1: Well, right now, the, the guy is Mario Azonia. I mean, he's a complete wild card. Um, I think I think no one really knows what they're going to get from him. He's experiencing a little bit of I I don't think he could call it a renaissance because he never really came, uh, never was never really born to begin with, but he is, he is breaking out a little bit with the added playing time the Magic have been able to give him. Um, he scored 20. He scored a career high 28 points, made eight three pointers against the Detroit Pistons on Sunday. His three point shot is starting to come around in a way that has never come around before uh, in his in his NBA career. And so I think that um, that Hazonia is definitely a guy. You know, he can shoot the ball. He can spread the floor out. So if you leave him open, he will make shots. And he's playing with a lot more confidence right now on the offensive end, at least. Uh, and so that you know gives an opportunity. He's he's kind of the guy that needs to give the support that 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 the Magic would need to win this game, and so if he plays a lot better, then obviously the Magic are in better shape. And 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 obviously in his big game, the Magic erased a twenty-four point deficit, made it a five-point game late, and and had and it had you know made things a little bit interesting at the end. But obviously, long long way to go. The Magic the Magic need a big game from Nikola Vucevic, not just a bi- not just a big scoring game, but an efficient scoring game. They need a big game from Jonathan Simmons. They're they're pulling every string they can pull right now just to stay in games. They're they're just down a lot of manpower.
2: All right, this is Philip Rossman Reich. You can follow him at Philip R underscore O M D, and of course, he is the editor and site expert at Orlando Magic Daily. In addition to that, he's the host to Locked On Magic, so certainly a busy guy. Uh, is there anything specifically, uh, or tell them about this article that we mentioned previously? Where they can find it, and what else you hope that they uh, find when they're looking at your website?
1: Yeah, you can find the article I wrote about the, the Magic's lack of effort uh, following Wednesday's game against the Chicago Bulls. You can find that up at orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have a couple other things uh, in, in the, in, tomorrow getting ready for Friday's game, um, in, including probably this podcast will be up there somewhere. Um, and then we'll, I'll be talking a little bit more about Alfred Payton as well um, in a column I'm writing overnight. So you, you should be able to check that out uh, tomorrow morning on orlandomagicdaily.com.
2: All right, Philip. Thanks so much. And I'll actually see you tomorrow during halftime of the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's on record, so you can't back out now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Remember to check out last week's conversations with Pelican's assistant coach, Jamel McMillan, as well as the Ringer.com's Justin Verrier. We'll be back with Ali and Kevin soon. Uh, We're going to try to do one Saturday night after the Heat game. If not, we'll just get back to you guys after the holidays, probably around Tuesday night. Uh, For now, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to retweet and subscribe. And, uh, yeah, let's go Pels.
1: And I think pressing there, of course, means let's go Magic because... The magic of the home team, and this is Locked On Magic. Uh, but I want to thank Preston Ellis for having me on the Bird Rights Podcast for letting me use the audio of of our of our segment to, to talk a little bit more about the Magic and the Pelicans here. Uh, team, teams that are surprisingly very, very similar. I mean, obviously, New Orleans has a little bit of a talent, get, talent uh, upgrade with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, which are going to provide a, a ton of challenges for the Magic on Friday night. Going to be a very difficult game, no doubt about it. Orlando's got its work cut out for it, especially considering how injured and banged up the Magic are. The good news is, I was listening to Magic Drive Time on Thursday afternoon. John Hammond, the Magic's general manager, said that they are, be- they are beginning to believe that Evan Fournier will be ready to go by, best case scenario, by the December 26th game in Miami, so by Tuesday's game against the Heat. Um, Aaron Gordon shouldn't be too far behind it, so it does seem like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Of course, it's up to David Tenney and the medical staff to clear those players and get them back on the floor, but definitely, definitely a real possibility that they'll both be ready to go. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the, the, the guest segment or my guest segment on another podcast, but uh, there it is. Uh, you can, of course, check out the Bird Rights podcast. You can find that on iTunes or by checking out SB Nation's New Orleans Pelican site, thebirdrights.com. You can, of course... Find Locked On Magic on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. And of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including that article on Alfred Payton, which I'm currently still working on as I'm recording this uh, right after Games End on, on Thursday night, you can check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Daily. That's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. This will be my last episode before the holidays. I'm I am, I have decided no Facebook Live on Sunday, no episode on Monday for Christmas, probably no episode on Tuesday, maybe a short one to preview the game against the Heat, talk about a few other issues, but gonna take a little bit of a holiday break. So at the earliest, I'll see you all Tuesday for another episode. If not, then we'll have a complete recap of Tuesday's game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, have a Merry Christmas, have a Happy Holidays, no matter what you celebrate, enjoy some time off, enjoy some time with your family. I, I know I will, or uh, or at the very least, enjoy some good basketball on Monday. I know I will definitely be doing that. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.